and welcome. This is the first edition of the Spectacular Slovakia Travel Podcast, your guide to adventure in Slovakia. I'm Michala Terencani and my guest today is James Thompson. Hello, uh, Michaela. Hi, James. James is an English writer uh, who has been living in Slovakia since 2008, was yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. That's when you moved to Slovakia. Um, and you moved here to write the travel guide about the country or not? Well, sort of, yeah, by accident, really. I I, uh, I was visiting uh, Slovakia. I had some friends here. I'd, I'd worked here before then. And um, I came to the uh, Spectator just to catch up with a couple of mutual friends or people with whom I had mutual friends. And uh, the um, the uh, they hadn't got a writer for that year's travel guide because back then Spectacular Slovakia was written each year by a foreign writer. Um, I hadn't been recruited. I just happened to walk through the door at the right moment. And I think one of the people, that they, one of the native speakers they had here had um, had to go back to Canada uh, because of a family illness. And... Um, And uh, the uh, the editor said to me, um, "You seem to speak English. <laughs> would, you, would you be interested in writing a travel guide?" <laughs> I had I had got some previous journalistic experience at the BBC, but not writing travel guides. So uh, so yeah, I happily agreed. So you got your first uh, travel writing job uh, in Slovakia, and and then somehow uh, it got so interesting that you stayed. Well, that was kind of part of the deal. They sort of said, well, you know, if you uh, if you um, want to write this travel guide, then perhaps you'd like to also edit The Spectator at the same time, uh, because we don't have a native-speaking editor at the moment, uh, or, or not. Well, there were two at that time, actually, but we only got one. So, uh, yeah, yeah, that's sort of how I ended up here. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, it turns out I quite like the place. Uh, so you, your edition of The Spectacular Slovakia was published in 2009? That's right. I did the travelling for it in 2008, but it was published in 2009. Yeah, and... Um, During the summer of 2008, was it mostly summer that you yeah. traveled? Or? Yeah. You have seen most of Slovakia. So you are one of the More people. of Slovakia than anyone needs or wants to see, but yes, I did. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. So uh, actually, you are one of the few people that have seen the whole of the country. And you are not even Slovak. I know. So <laughs> <laughs> it must have been difficult no, uh, no, it to was travel to some places without speaking Slovak at that time. I didn't. No, that's true. Um It was actually a fantastic experience, um, uh, and I did get to visit a, a huge number of places. And the people that I uh, did it for—that's uh, Jan and Beata, who were working at the Spectator. Jan's still a publisher here, and uh, and also the the people in the regions that I visited who cooperated with us at the regional governments. Um, a lot of them were extremely um, helpful and um, very proud of their regions and wanted to to uh, show me the best of them. So uh, I had a really really good experience, um, despite the odd kind of linguistic hiccup but <laughs> okay so uh but Bratislava has been your home for most of these years yep. um and today I would like you to give us some recommendation about uh, traveling to Bratislava and enjoying the city um so where do you usually uh, take people who visit you in Bratislava the first time or the second time <laughs> yeah that's right <laughs> if they come back yeah um The um, well, the obvious place is the old town uh, mm-hmm. in the center, which um, uh, is small but is very manageable um, for all ages, people with kids, older uh, people, um, because it has the the great advantage of being sort of self-contained and pedestrian. There's no traffic, mm-hmm. uh, and that's something that I really um, grew to appreciate. I've spent just over a year working in Vienna, and um, there are relatively few places in Vienna that aren't either. Um, mixed traffic and pedestrian or aren't 
absolutely thronged with tourists to the point where the, it, it's not, for me, particularly pleasant. Um, the center of Bratislava, the old town, is a really, really pleasant um, space architecturally uh, in terms of the, the bars and the restaurants and the shops that are there. Also in the volume of the tourists, there's there's enough space there to at the moment to accommodate the number of tourists coming through. And um, uh, and so that's the that's the first place that I take people and uh, just to give them an idea of, of, of what Bratislava is about. And for visitors from, say, North America or, or Western Europe who, who haven't traveled much in Central and Eastern Europe, um, th- there's often a little bit of shock that... Um, the cities in you know behind the former uh, iron oh, curtain okay. aren't just sort of um uh, you know rows of concrete blocks i mean this this is a weird mental image that that a lot of people in in western europe have about about uh, central and eastern europe and um although of course i do take them to petrojalka as well um uh, which isn't quite as as dismal as as uh, as the reputation might suggest um the, the 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 old town is a real revelation to 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 people when they realize that if they haven't been to places like prague or krakow but but um that that it's actually you know very very nice mm-hmm. so what are the typical reactions of people uh, to Petrzalka? expectable or well the thing about i have a kind of um i live in Petrzalka now mm-hmm. and, and i actually i actually like it a lot um i remember from you know maybe 10 or 20 years ago i mean it, it was it had a bad reputation mm-hmm. and uh it was grayer than it was today partly because um the Um, the buildings hadn't been reclad as they have now and, and sort of livened up a bit. I mean, some of them look a bit odd. There's some strange colors there, but at least they're a bit more lively than they used to be. And also the the, the trees and the vegetation in Petrojak have, have, have matured over the last 40 years since it was mm-hmm. since it was built. And there are actually some very pleasant places. I mean, I think there always were, but but now it, it's uh, it, it's the, the, there's some nice places uh, mm-hmm. uh, to, to, to go, even in Petrojalka. Where do you usually go? Not just in Petrojalka, but also yeah. elsewhere in yeah. Bratislava to, to have uh, some um, relaxing time um, well I, i mean the place i recommend people to go if they're going to um bratislava for a, for a day trip or a couple of days is especially in the summer is to sadyanka krala which is this park which listeners may know on the other side of the danube from the old towns so it's very accessible you can just walk across the novi mm-hmm. most or the novi study master whatever we're calling that new old bridge <laughs> <laughs> the tram bridge okay. um uh, it's very easy to just walk across or get the tram across and go to that park and it's a really really lovely park um one of the nicest parks that i've been to in in this part of the world this part of europe um because it's um again it's it's i mean obviously traffic free it's a, it's a park but um it's full of really nice mature old trees well kind of designed and um and it is really close to nice facilities like the river at the moment if you walk towards the river they've got the the, the plage mm-hmm. uh, which is this annual um thing they set up on the on the river bank which um i mean i know some people who don't like it think it's a bit cheesy i think it's actually a very good facility considering they they put it up for just two or three months every year and they have live music in the evenings and bars and and there's a sort of sandy area where you can pretend you're on a beach and they have beach chairs and things um but also just through the through the trees there's a big shopping center now i wouldn't advise spending too much time in the shopping center but um but there's anything that anything that you might need you can get again within easy walking distance and once you're in the park there's really no kind of indication that you're near a big city it's a really um it's nicer than any of the parks that i that i found in in vienna while i was living there although i didn't have as much time as i would have liked to mm-hmm. to explore properly vienna when i was there 
so, so the park is also this huge green area that you can actually see when you climb up the castle hill. Exactly. Yeah. And and take a look on the other uh, side of the Danube. That's so, right. So that's maybe the thing to do to yeah, go to up g- the castle hill, take a look from up there, and then head to relax in the in yeah. the green area of the Sadianka Krala. Yeah, that's a good. I mean, I was going to say that, that yeah, to go up to the castle is, is a good way to get your bearings in uh, in Bratislava, or else if you've got even more energy to go up to Slavin, which mm-hmm. is the um, the Soviet war memorial um, on top of you'll you'll see the monument. You can see it from most of the center of the town, and and that also gives you a, a nice overview of the of the city, and um, and is also a nice place just to hang out for a while. Mm-hmm. Nice weather. Um, so you mentioned that you have just returned from uh, Vienna. You spent just over a year yeah. uh, uh, working in Vienna. Bratislava and Vienna are often perceived as as twin cities. There's even been this marketing uh, campaign about travel Bratislava Vienna twin city. You know, well, we have a twin the city liner that connects the two cities. Twin city liner. That's right. Have you ever taken the twin city liner? I have. Yeah, yeah. yeah? It's yeah, it's not a bad. Uh, this is a boat. By this is yes, yeah. This yeah. is a, a, a catamaran that goes between uh, Vienna and Bratislava. Um, uh, there are two services, I think, at the moment. I've, mm-hmm. I've been on the Twin City Liner most recently. There's another one that's the uh, the, uh, the the Slovak that runs from Bratislava. The Twin City Liner is based in uh, in Vienna, and that's on a, an old um, Soviet-designed um, hydrofoil, a meteor design. And okay. if you've never been on one of those, you should definitely take that as well. Um, that's basically like a rocket that flies uh, flies along the water. Um, but they're both uh, quite fast services, about an hour and a half. Um, each way, and you get to see the Danube and the, the, the towns along the Danube, and, and the kind of the the, the, the riverine forests, uh, which are which are interesting. To see. I I have this faint memory that it was intended also for commuters. They should commute by boat from Bratislava yeah. to Vienna. That was maybe one of the ideas. Have you seen any commuters? <laughs> I, I haven't. I don't know anybody who uses that to commute. It would be quite expensive. I, I don't know. It must have season tickets, I suppose. But it, it's, I don't know how much it was, about 20 or 30 euros for a return ticket. So if you did that every day, it would rack up pretty yeah. quickly. It's like double the price of the train. Yeah, or yeah. and the mm-hmm. train service is very good mm-hmm. um, and, and the bus service. So there's a lot of competition on that route. So I think it's mainly used by people doing day trips. But I don't know, yeah. maybe Did not. you usually take buses or uh, trains uh, to move between Vienna and Bratislava? A uh, bit of both, mainly trains, because they just um, the, the, you don't have the traffic issue in the morning if uh-huh. if, uh, if you have to get to work. Um, and also on the train, you can take your bike, um, uh-huh. which, uh, I mean, you were asking about sort of the, the, the comparisons between uh, uh-huh. Vienna and Bratislava. Vienna has a, has a very good um, system of cycle paths mm-hmm. and is more kind of set up for, for cyclists up to a point. Um, Bratislava is making valiant efforts in that department, I should mm-hmm. say. If you move around the centre of Bratislava, you'll see that there are uh, cycle paths, um, sometimes dedicated, sometimes more kind of aspirational. They've just sort of painted pictures of bicycles on the road, um, and um, and it, you know encouraged you to cycle on the road. Um, as someone who cycles around, I, I'd say uh, you, you need to be a bit careful mm-hmm. cycling around in Bratislava. Not not ironically because it, it, it's a dangerous place. Traffic-wise, mm-hmm. generally in the centre, there's not so much, but um, uh, but there is some unevenness in the surface in places. I mean, tram tram tracks and things when you cross them can be a bit iffy. So just just to take care. But it is actually quite a good way to get around. And compared to Vienna, it's a lot less uh, busy traffic-wise. Mm-hmm. And so Vienna has all of these um, cycle lanes. But to my mind, they've they've 
they've pushed the concept a little too far. So um, you have you have these like sort of Mickey Mouse traffic signals for for for, for cyclists, and um, which naturally most cyclists just ignore. But then, but then because of Austria's kind even of, in Vienna they ignore it. Oh yeah, yeah. Well, I don't know if they're tourists, but I think even you know, the locals ignore them. But and <laughs> and, and uh, but then this is doesn't fit well with Austria's kind of enforcement culture, if you like. So then the police uh, clamp down, and I've seen people being stopped and fined for for jumping little uh, cycle uh, uh, traffic lights. So be careful there, because it'll cost you 70 or 80 euros. So I'm told. And occasionally they'll they'll uh, in this evening they might just choose to breathalyze you as well. I've I have been breathalyzed on my bicycle in in Vienna. Fortunately, I passed. Um, Uh, but that can set you back seven or eight hundred euros. I've been told. So uh, yeah, take it easy. So it's but this is not something that could easily happen to you in Bratislava on the aspirational cycle lines. No, nah, nah. I mean, the, 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 you'll see a few sort of policemen hanging around in Bratislava, but they're not really interested in cyclists. I mean, the the, the big money's in the car, in the motorists. So uh, so yeah, it's more you're more seen as a as an object of pity if you're riding a bicycle, which mm-hmm. is good for you because it it kind of protects you a little bit. Uh, when you first started living in Slovakia and you wrote your travel guide um, the spectacular Slovakia Bratislava and was just uh, maybe a destination for a day trip for tourists uh, staying in Vienna so you would come for uh, five, six days in Vienna and you would dedicate one of those days to see Bratislava you know, have the lunch of Brinzové Halušky and and go back to the hospital beer. yeah, <laughs> and, and, and go back to the Austrian capital Uh, is that still the case? You think? Uh, is that how it works? I, I think it is. Um, uh, I mean, I think there are people who are coming to stay here as well. Mm-hmm. Um, it, uh, it, it's a place which you know you can spend uh, Bratislava two, two or three days, and if if you're a bit more adventurous, and this is what I do when people come to Bratislava as well, as I try and show them places in Slovakia, Banská uh, Štiavnica, mm-hmm. uh, for instance, places like that. And um, um, and so you can actually use Bratislava as a base itself and then sort of do the reverse. You can do Vienna as a day trip. Uh, but if you want to get a, a better handle on what's um, uh, on, on what Slovakia is like, um, and, and the two cities have a very different character, then, yeah, better to stay here. Um, mm-hmm. uh, I mean, it's So not, you, yeah. you wrote back in uh, 2008 that there are very few similarities between Bratislava and Vienna. That, is that still true? I mean, I, yeah, it is. They, they have a different character. They're they're a different scale. Mm-hmm. Um, the thing that you need, I, I find Vienna a bit tiring, to be honest. I mean, I mean, maybe that's my advancing years, but um, uh, but because it's bigger, it takes longer to get around everywhere. Mm-hmm. And um, there are U-Bahns and trams and a very very good public transport system, but there's still the time involved to get around. Um, Uh, I should say I should mention as well that Vienna has a very good um, public bike hire scheme uh, called City Bike Wien Vienna, mm-hmm. uh, which you can register for with a with a bank card. They charge you one euro, and after that, um, providing you don't take the bike for very long, it doesn't cost any more. And there are these these stations around where you can pick up bikes and drop them off, uh, and a good app that that lets you. So that's actually a very good way to get around Vienna if you go as a as a tourist for the day. And I've noticed intriguingly that. Um, that similar docking stations are appearing around Bratislava branded with the branded sort of city of Bratislava and Slovnaft I think I haven't seen any bikes yet there are about four or five in Petržalka I've seen around but I don't know anyway maybe I, something I, to look I forward to I think there there are a few schemes and you can even uh, rent an electric car now to oh yes yes to go around Bratislava I think near um, at the SMP square yeah, near Stara Tržnica yeah. you can 
pick up uh, an electric car and have a ride around the city. Yeah. But again, Bratislava is a very walkable city. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. and actually the public transport in Bratislava is very good too, although it takes a bit of getting used to. Um, uh, but once you know yeah, where you're going and where to get on and off, then it's it's actually very efficient. Uh, would you say uh, Bratislava is easy for uh, non-Slovak-speaking tourists to um, get around? Yeah. Um, it's difficult because it's a long time since I've been in that situation where I've I've been... Um, I, I think it is. I think, I think actually that you find, especially in the... In the center of uh, Bratislava, you, you find a lot of people, Slovaks, who speak English, um, uh, working in in shops and restaurants. And in a way, I think the the it's become more accessible to foreign tourists. There are more of them for a start, mm-hmm. and um, and I think that uh, the facilities. Th- this is the interesting thing about comparing Vienna and Bratislava. I mean, Vienna has seen changes, but because it's such a big city. Uh, and it, because it has such grand architecture, which doesn't sort of change very much, um, you don't notice the changes so much. Whereas Bratislava is changing and has changed um, quite a lot in recent years. Um, uh, so you could go to like the Eurovea mm-hmm. shopping centre. I mean, again, I wouldn't recommend going to a shopping centre per se, but it's actually quite a nice place, and there are bars and restaurants right on the water, mm-hmm. and it's within walking distance of of the city centre. Um, there's the they're building a new bus station, but ironically, the temporary bus station they've built, which is actually fantastic. I mean, I've, I've met people who say, why don't they just leave that as the bus station? <laughs> but anyway, they're redeveloping the the bus station. But I've been there, and and whenever I've inquired uh, with visitors, the people have spoken spoken English, and and the, the information has been very easily accessible. It's quite a easy place to navigate. Um, the the main railway station is still a bit of a bit of a zoo but um uh, and i don't know when, when or if i'll ever get uh, but actually that uh, going back to the railway station you um you notice that trains are a good um, means of transport yeah. to get from vienna uh, did you usually travel uh, to the main station because there is also a train station in Petrozhalka. yeah I, i i usually use the one in Petrozhalka, mm-hmm. which is um uh, very accessible and easy to use especially if you live on that side of the river mm-hmm. um the only the only trouble for visitors with that one is just once you've got to the station then getting into town it's not massively complicated but it's not massive it's also not very well signposted mm-hmm. to, to tell people which bus to take so mm-hmm. or, whereas to the main railway station you can get a tram into town which is probably a bit easier for, for people who you just take the number one tram yeah. and I, I've given up trying to keep track of the numbers on those trams they seem to change them every verse and so yeah but there, there is a tram that goes from that yeah I think it's number okay. one it used Scrap to be it was, it was, no no it could be number one it used to be X13 or something they used to have some weird number tram but that's probably yeah yeah it, there, it was it was uh, some temporary thing but yeah, I think now yeah. we are back to the, the permanent all right yeah. excellent hopefully Okay, um, so thank you very much for, for, for sharing all this valuable knowledge about the Slovak capital. My pleasure. Um, if there's anyone listening who has a different experience or would like to add anything more, uh, we are uh, very happy to hear feedback or even come to uh, tell us more about it in uh, one of the next episodes of the podcast. That was James Thompson uh, for Spectacular Slovakia. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you.